Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. I have to admit at the start, we weren't too sure how we were going to do this here. But people stepped up to the plate and it took its own life once it started. We always try to look at the positive things for Jody because you know there is a, a, a lot you know the challenges she has. We are, we are concentrating on people who are working, self-employed, and, other, and who would who would have went from earning a wage to nothing. It suits her, and I can't think of any better way to fight this this um, COVID, as they say. So we set up a a sewing circle, I don't know how you describe it, but they went to work like a cottage industry and That's they started fantastic. producing uh, scrubs. Welcome once again to our podcast. This is your host Elaine Ingram and you've just been listening to two of your chosen winners at Arma Eyes People of the Year Awards. Uh, this is the first of two podcasts featuring your winners. Um, for this episode, we spoke to Bernie O'Connor, the mother of Jodie O'Connor, who won the Inspirational Young Talent Award. And then we spoke to Stephen Fields, who you chose as the winner of the Community Impact Award. So let's hear from both of them now. I'm here with um, Bernie O'Connor, who's the mother of Jodie O'Connor, who won the um, Inspirational Young Person of the Year for Arma Eye, and a, a worthy winner she was too. Um, so the first thing is, I'd like to maybe ask you a little bit about Jodie herself. She's not here with us today. but no, um, uh, Jodie's not here with us because uh, Jodie would find it difficult, you know, to stand and sort of have a conversation unless it's about something that really interests her. So she's at home. Well, Jodie's at 24 and, you know, um, she's our world and like everything changed because of lockdown. So, uh, well, Jody, just to explain, Jody has autism. Jody has autism, yes. And for and somebody with autism, you know, to be in lockdown must be a, a tremendously difficult thing. Do you know when that happened? We thought, oh my god, like we thought, sure, that's go- it's going to be a couple of weeks or it's going to be something, but like a uh, total lockdown, like we're in over a year now. And at the start, everything changed. Like, we uh, had started up a week group here in RMA and we had run it ourselves for three years, three times a week. So it meant Jody and other ones were able to get out, they were able, you know, to meet up. Socially. Because autism, you know, you really do need routine. Routine is routine. probably the most important thing, isn't oh, it? Routine um, is a big thing, do you yeah. know? And just to have certain things to look forward to, like ourselves, you know, like when uh, last thing at night, Jody has said, lost bed first then. So she needs to know what's happening the next day. And it's just literally to have that something the, the next day. So as you'll understand that then with lockdown, there was completely nothing because we couldn't, we had to stay away from people. Uh, there was no social interaction for her. Um, or that's what I say, our group stopped. Uh, so we were literally in the house. So that's- Is this where the idea for all of her, um, her, activities and fantastic achievements come up. Now you yourself I can see here we're here in the Palace Dance yep. and you're you're a runner yourself. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been doing running like over six years and like we got Jody involved in the walking aspect of it because we're big in the park run and you know uh, from that 
it, that helps Jody sort of socially and to get out and keep active. And it being a routine, as you say. A you know. routine, and you know, she knew that was happening. And like we'd say to her, uh, you know, Jody, we'll go here or we'll go there. Like we'd go to say that some close places, like there's Alexa Lagall, there's Gosford, there's here at the palace. Do you know, there's various places that kept her walking. And, you know, we, we knew she would enjoy it. And, you know, as we walk, we, we would have to keep her motivated and, you know, interact with her the whole way. She likes jokes and she likes a bit of fun. So, you know, that's a big thing for her to keep her active. So that's how it all started anyway. And, you know, we thought, well, when she's doing all this walking, it's helping her. And so we we'll, may as well help other people. Yeah. So you decided you may as well do for charity since she's doing it anyway. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the uh, the charities that she's... Yeah, well, we've done for various charities because, you know, throughout this, we had seen different charities had put up. And because they were finding it difficult to fundraise, they because of the lockdown, they couldn't get out and fundraise yeah. either. So our first one, now one of the first ones we done was for it, it was the Southern Area uh, Hospice in Newry. Yeah. So uh, we set Jody a target of doing a marathon over thirteen days. So she really took it, and the weather was great back then. And uh, we done another uh, we one, which was a hundred thousand steps challenge, and she done that over ten days. And uh, again, do you know, you know, for Ivy made, uh, I said, Lord jo- Jody, right, I ain't going to give you a pound. And we had this big <laughs> jar, and so we give it to her, and she put it in there. So yeah. that's how it all started. And that was for Special Olympics. That was Special Olympics, which she raised one hundred thirty-one pound over ten days. Do you know, for this. So uh, the next one after that, we have a few here that she's done now. <laughs> <laughs> so the the next one, uh, we had done one after, that and it's for. Um, a charity and it's called IOTB DP and it's just for children over special needs kids over in yes. Belarus so she had raised oh that's wonderful yes she uh, had done that also and it was the same things you know when we walked we were giving her the money and she get home put it in her box and I would put it up you know on social media and different people have seen it and they would have said to me oh god we'd like to donate to Jodie's maids the maid she's doing yes. and for example look when she done 10 maids I, I know there was different ones said god we'll get put 10 pounds to jody's cover every maid she done so you know it continued that way and she also around where we live now we live in darkly uh, outside katie but our local parish uh, for one month there she raised 70 pounds so she donated to the 70 pound to the local parish which they just love to have as well so she also raised uh, two hundred pound, and uh, that was putting away fifty p for every mail. Yes, I so was reading about that. So she yeah. covered four hundred mails for that one, and you know that's what got that up to two hundred pound. But we also done a raffle, uh, which was donated by Linwoods here uh, locally, and we added that up, and that was a total of three hundred and eighty pound that she handed over to to Pips Hope and Support Charity in Uri, and they were just delighted as well. Yeah, and she must be that. so proud of herself. How and does she feel about receiving the awards? You know, Jody takes things in her stride, so she ha- does in her stride, literally, literally <laughs> in her. She just gets on with, and uh, you know, we we just keep her motivated, and because there is nothing else for her, and because there is no services, which is very hard, and you know, she can't go and visit people. She she can't go to like uh, certain shops that she used to go to. She used to love to go to the library, the leisure centre, and all them things there. So it's actually it's been very difficult as well. Yeah. Do you know because um, only we do get her out and do that. She would be stuck in the house all day, yeah. and she would get she would stay in the computer. She would go from the computer to the iPad, but then she would get stressed out. 
Do you know, so yes, she she needs to get or she has to have something else. Yeah. In. And do you know that was a difficult thing too. So we we are so thankful that this has helped to her and it is it and it's helped, helped other people. It as has well. helped other people. Do you know? So and she she came up with the um, doing it my way. She did. Where, where did that tag yeah, come from? But you know that came from that time we were doing the marathon, and I says because obviously do you know when people do a marathon you go out and spec to do it in one day but for Jodie she wasn't able to do that in like one, one day, day. So oh she wouldn't be yeah yeah um, we says right well Jodie do you know you do it your way so yes. we named it you know and we knew she could do it over the 13 days yeah. you know whatever made she done every day and come the end of it you know she was just eager to keep going so that, that just helped us to keep the whole thing going and know? is she still is she are there any more uh, things on the cards right, well, you know <laughs> we've just finished this one. Oh yeah we've just done this one right we're just handing the money over here this morning till another local lady she's just finished her maids now in march right and she raised a hundred pound which also included a few donations uh that was donated from family and just a couple of people that knew what she, she was continuing uh, to do. So it's going to a local uh, fundraiser that a lady is around our miles doing and it's going to the renal ward, ward in Daisy Hill Hospital. So uh, That's fantastic. So after the lockdown is over, which hopefully is going to be soon, <laughs> um, is she going to keep this? Oh, she, yes. She, we, it, it's, it doesn't seem like it's something that she's going to stop doing. No, I can't see it stopping. Yeah. Do you know, because this has kept her going. And do you know what? It's great for her mentally and physically yeah. to get out. So it's, you've actually, you know, found the, a new skill. We've found a new, and you know, it suits her. And I can't think of any better way to fight this as I COVID, as they say, yeah. fighting, you know, the, building up your your, immu- your immunity and, and being positive and you know about yeah, the positive. And being outside, being outside, and you know, we we always try to look at the positive things for Jody because you know there is a, a a lot you know the challenges she has. Yes, but you know, we we never really look at that, and we we always try to keep her positive and say we we'll do this or we'll do that, and you know. So, and this is National Autism Week. This is National Autism so, Week. And you, you, you have um, some uh, a poem you said? Yes, I have a poem, but I'm not the best at reading poems. Well, but uh, Give it a shot. There. I give it a go, right? Uh, walking this autism journey together, it's so worthwhile. Wouldn't change a thing when we see you smile. No one really realizes how lucky we are. They just haven't got a clue. To have someone so special, someone like you, Gonna keep on trying, that's all we can do to make this world a better place, a better place for you. Oh, that's lovely. So that that's really it. nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah, usually, you know, at this time of the year in April Awareness Month, we always would have done something, but this we would have done a run or something around here. We would have organized, you know, because we're so involved now with the running and all that, we would have organized to do a run and to raise autism awareness yes. at this time of the year. But so we're doing like a, they set up like a seven challenge I call it. So you can do anything like for say, I'm, I would do like a seven mile. Yeah. Uh, Jodie's going to do like seven miles over the seven days. Yeah, yeah. So various things we're going to, you know, raise awareness this whole week doing it that way. Yeah. So we are. Um, and do you think facilities are quite, are good for um for autism at the moment? No. Is there a lot need to be? Not just at the moment. Well, but uh, I, I mean in general? In, in general, I really don't think so. No, there's uh, a lot more that needs to be lot, done. Because as I had said there, do you know, uh, we had to open our own place here in Armagh, done it for three years, didn't get no backing. I, 
had to physically go out and fundraise to keep that going. It took us £10,000 a year to keep that going. So there's £30,000 we had to fundraise and just get out and people were aware of what we were, we were doing because the lack of services. And for the, for example, for Jody, who uh, is not very hands-on, do you know, it, that wee group suited her. She was able to go in and mix with others and done different activities and the social skills and all the rest. But uh, as you know now, that was all lost come the COVID. So it's very hard to see if we are ever going to get that group up and running again, unless with the lacks of uh, the powers to be, the support will get behind it and see that's a much needed service in the area. And you know, as beyond, it's, it's all we want is something for the likes of Jody and everyone else to have something in their life. You know, like ourselves to look forward yeah. and get out. And what about schools, facilities, and schools? Well, I do you know what's because Jody is out of school now. I, I think the, the schools are pretty like they have a, a wee local school here. They have listen, sensory rooms, and they oh, have they have the Lisnally Special School here in Arma is really brilliant. Jody went to let you to she was 19, and you know, she wanted to get all the therapies when she was there. Uh, what age is Jody now? Jody's now 24. Yeah, so as soon as she left school, everything went out the window, she didn't have anything. Yeah, uh, so that's so it's mainly for you know older um you know like adults that, uh, adults that the facilities out, aren't there no they're definitely not there out of school as, as soon as they leave school that's it that, yeah it's, it's just as if they're forgotten about yeah do you know and uh, their families and which is a real worry because it's, it's a real worry and you know because for us you know we have to find things for her to keep yeah. her motivated and if we don't you know it stresses her out and do you know that all these can lead to various problems mentally and you know for for anyone that has nothing in their lives to look forward yeah. to it's it's just it's tough going yeah so it does but you know saying that if we wouldn't change a thing you know she has jody she completely changed our world around for the best and, yeah you know we love every minute getting out with her and keeping active and you know motivating her and she motivates us to keep going she and really is she does. happy with her awards? Oh, she is, and you know, um, we have it up. We put it up in the wall now, so we yeah, <laughs> of course. And why uh, wouldn't you? And there, as soon as you come in the door, it's the first thing you yeah. see. So it, absolutely, it, yeah. I, I was so surprised that she got it, and you know, I, I, I it just made her, her day when we heard she got it. It yeah. was just lovely to get. Well, you know, so it was. She's a very deserving. I, actually, I, you know, in our eyes, she was. And yeah. I could, but thanks to Irma, eh, you know, they put these awards up and it, it was it was brilliant, you know, it was motivating too. To, yeah. yeah. Okay, well thanks very much for talking to me, Bernie. Thank and you wish Father. Jody Thank our you. very best. Uh we will indeed, you know, and we we'll keep at it and keep, keep going. <laughs> we will be we'll see you out in the road. Please roads. God we Oh you will here. We're always out in the road. So I'm here with Stephen Fields, who won the award, the Community Impact Award for Arma I. Um People of the Year Awards. Um, congratulations to you, Stephen. Thanks very much. And um, tell us a little bit about what your role is and um, you know what it is that you actually do. Well, my, my role here is um, Community Development Programme Manager for the West RMA Consortium. And that's all, it's all about community development and support for local groups, uh, residents, associations, things like that. There, isn't it? Which is busy enough at the best of times, but oh, you've, yeah. you've had some year oh it's, it, it has been unbelievable you know what i mean uh, yeah because you're you were part of the covid response team and getting the ppe and everything out to yes, uh, well, nursing homes and, and and all sorts of stuff like that so what did that involve well 2020 will be known for the year of 
of, of COVID. I yeah. mean, it's, it's started from this time last year. We started up as a community development program manager. We decided that we would try and get a community response when organised community response whenever the COVID nineteen crisis became more apparent. I know there was there was there was a bit of run up in March and people were not so sure, but whenever the lockdown came down, that was it, for certain. So the first thing we done was we organised a meeting with as many groups, invited as many groups as possible from this part of the city here. And know. that would be sporting groups, leisure groups, yeah. um, you know, all sorts of community. We had, we had residence associations, we had the parish office from the Catholic Church here. We had uh, sports groups, uh, GAA, Hurling, soccer, uh, and any, anybody that wanted to come along, we invited along with I think it was about 18 separate identity groups at that meeting. All, all, all represented, and from that meeting, then we decided that we would, we would do some sort of a community response. Now I have to admit, at the start, we weren't too sure how we were going to do this here, but people stepped up to the plate, and they actually just you know, it, it took its own life once it started. The first thing we were conscious of was, was a lack of PPE. Yeah. Uh, and we were fortunate enough in that uh, one of our members had a contact with uh, an individual who happened, was able to lay his, lay his hands on PPE from industrial sources, like, say, like the, uh, the, PP, the PPE, no, PFF3 masks. Yes. He was able to get them from paint. Because they were like um, gold, gold dust, dust at the start, yeah, remember? So he could get them from paint, from painters and, and, and manufacturers in that way, and we were laying our hands on them. On them. So our, the first several first couple of weeks of, of our response was primarily focused on PP, on providing PPA to care homes to uh, to hospitals and we went all over went up I mean that, you, you you know that's the type of thing that you know no doubt saved many lives oh, well, surely we done care homes and saved on care homes we done uh, hospitals we were supplying there's pictures of us we have evidence not evidence sorry a bit long term you know yeah. We, were, we were promoting people as well they, from Craigavon Hospital. From they, Was this early on in the phase when they were still contesting whether masks and yes, stuff like that were even was, necessary? This was early on. We we were... Uh, the, the lockdown... Would, there was a novelty maybe a, a wee bit more with the lockdown at this stage as opposed to... The, and people were not so sure. But from there, from there we... We the next the next thing we found out was scrubs, there was an awful shortage of scrubs, and the community groups themselves, through through our own program in the West Armagh Consortium, had been delivering sewing clubs, and sewing session with a, uh, with ladies who come in uh, into the groups and done, done done sewing at, in the classes at night and and that so and that stuff, so we set up a, a sewing circle. I don't know how you describe it, but they went to work. Like a cottage industry, and That's they started fantastic. producing uh, scrubs, a uh, uh, very, very good quality. And probably masks as well. Not so much at the, start, so much now, at the start now, but later on, yes, masks. In fact, we still have somebody who produces masks, you know. But uh, they, they were, they were in their scrubs. We, we, we bought some scrubs initially because whenever money started becoming available, we used that. But it was obviously cheaper for us to get them made in that way, and we done it. And the more, they were more local then. You know what I mean? So we had, I think, at one stage about thirty-five seamstresses working 
in cottage within their own homes. How hard is it to organize something like that? It it was it was fairly difficult to keep a track of it all as it all as, as it all progressed. But I had a good. There was a good team here. I have to I have to admit. Now we the, the consortium itself provided the nucleus. This this building uh, was a uh, uh, was the core of it, and everybody gravitated around it. You know, I mean, for the packages, for the so on. Everything was picked up and dropped off here. We 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 done the logistics. We done paperwork and all that. Anything that was needed. So so that that's but that was part of our role as community development. I mean. If, if we weren't going to start in the that then. you you know you found yourselves in you know and you had to think on your feet because this wasn't something that anybody okay. could have planned for so to be able to you know pull this together obviously just takes you know you know you you just were, were like it's just yeah I understand what you're saying it's um the organization of it wasn't someone at the first meeting that we planned if somebody had the first meeting and said in a month's time, we will be doing this here and that there and that and the, and the other. I, I, I wouldn't have believed it. I have to be truthful. But this, it, it took it took its own life. You know what I mean? It, it, it progressed from the from the PPE and into making of scrubs and into supplying for, further and further afield. Like we supplied up as far as Derry and down to Louth. I mean, we now didn't. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we were the main supplier, but we have we give yeah. PPE to anybody, anybody who asked us. We would we would give if we had it. We give it to. We didn't say no. You can't get it because you're not from Armagh or anything like that. There, no, we give it out, and that was the whole idea of it. Uh, Craig Avon got PPE of us. Uh, as I said, hospitals around Tyrone, you know, and down as far as life. I think it was moving to hospital life. And uh, how how are things uh, at the moment now? I mean, we're starting to come out of lockdown. Have you found that there's been other stuff that you've you've come across that have been that's been needed or? Well, at the moment, it is this this lockdown is different from the first one. The first one, as I say, we end up then doing health packages, and our health packages weren't hampers. We didn't call them hampers; they were groceries. We yeah. were on early, pretty early on in it. We actually decided that the people we were going to focus on had to be different from from the normal. Because whenever you put out lists for people to say like, "Who can we help?" Invariably, you come back with pensioners, lists of pensioners, and people on, on benefits out there. And we made a decision earlier on that they weren't necessarily the people that were going to be affected the most by COVID, uh, simply because their finances, although not 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 flush, weren't changing. We were, we were concentrating on people who were working, self-employed and out there, and who would have, who would have went from earning a wage to nothing, because yeah. there was no furlough at that stage. Yeah, especially self-employed, because self-employed you know, were very hard hit. Very hard, yeah. hard hit, because... Um, so we focused on... Uh, that, now, don't get me wrong, there's pensioners or people in balance who, for health reasons and all that, there uh, need, need, needed assistance, and we done, we done it. So, our, the funny the last of our packages, as we call them, were, were right through till August, yeah. before we finished. And at one stage, we were doing about 150 a week, you know what I mean? Which, for a small operation like what we were, but we weren't, we weren't uh, DFC, you know, Working through the council, this was yes, awesome. in fact the council was coming to us. Roots, um, mm. You know, the council actually came to us with with some with some people that they couldn't cope with. You know what I mean? They knew their 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 the DFC one would have maybe been oversubscribed, and I and and we got a number of you know referrals 
yeah. would be a, would be the best way of doing it. So, but that was in the that there it start as it started started to piece that out a bit as I said in July, where people started coming out of lockdown uh, in the August, but you could tell everybody knew it was coming again. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't, and this second lockdown has has been different. It hasn't been the same focus. People have. Have knuckled down. They've, I, I, they have, they have observed the, the, the lockdown, but they've took advantage of of going out and walking about and doing things like that. There, you yeah. see, people say you see more cars on, on the road, and that's prob- probably true. And you did the first time it was, it was like oh, a ghost it was town. like a ghost town. Yeah, oh, ghost. now everybody seems to be. But at the same time, people have to work and they have. Yeah, to, they have to work and that. You there. know, at the beginning, at the first lockdown, I think everybody was, you know. Yeah, staying at home and everything. And then when the financial things start to kick in, people, I know people working from home and they can work from home, but, you know, people have to go out and about and get on with their lives yes. at some point. And I think in this this lockdown, definitely you can it, see that. It was, that, that was a different, but in, in the meantime, like in my own role as by the West Armagh Consortium, like we were trying to get programmes back up and going again. Uh, and how had, has that been going? I mean, are, is well, there any hope in the, in the near gap, future? The, the, there was a brief gap around August. And we run things like Mugger Park uh, dance and hop dance and whatever they call it. We got the young ones in, and we had them doing 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 series of exercises, not exercises, but uh, sessions where they could go out and dance. We've got a, a a young girl here who's who's a, a dance studio, and we got and got her in to do us here. So things like that were starting. We're starting You're to finding back. ways around things that you could do as long as the right door and that Outdoors and sport wise. Obviously, no, no. we just have to wait. And our, we have a network. There's a network of community houses in Armagh, you know, uh, and they were closed. So there was nothing you could do about there. But that's where you would do your arts and crafts and uh, education classes, you know, like IT stuff for pensioners. You know, but we would have had IT classes going on for the West Ender Group, which is a pensioners group affiliated to the consortium. They were all stopped, obviously, because yeah. they were. At, at the highest risk category, isn't it? Yeah. So, but now more and more people obviously moved on online to Zoom. So now, as you can see, if you look behind it, you, you see that border, it's filled with classes which are on Zoom. Oh, there, yeah. they, there'll be a yoga classes, Zumba classes, Mental awareness classes and stuff and things like that. There, so we are now delivering them through Zoom chronic pain classes. Do you like think that. a lot of that will continue after this is over? I know you'll be trying to get back to normal to having yeah, you know proper classes, mm. but at the same time, stuff like that. Do you think there there'll be a place for will things be. like that, especially for people who aren't mobile, maybe, and who you know can't leave their homes for whatever other reason, mm. and but they can, you know, go online and do these courses. Yes, I would. I'd still. One thing that's going to remain with us is Zoom. Yeah, it's, it's not going to dis- it's not going to disappear. Zoom is the buzzword of the it year. It will be because <laughs> even I can see us putting on classes and courses uh, post COVID, if we can use that term. Hopefully, so hopefully soon enough it'll be a reality. That will have to include Zoom. Yeah, of some of some form, in order for you to reach your target. Uh, audience, if yeah. you want to put it that way, because and to increase your audience as well, because there's only you know, so much room you can have in, a, in an actual yeah. physical class as well. So you could have people, uh, you you could actually, I would, it's quite possible to to, to, to see uh, a yoga class going on in in the hall in there, right, which is being filmed, 
and somebody on Zoom is joining them. Yeah. And that, that could well be the, yeah. the, the way no it's going in the future. there's no reason why that can't happen in no. the future. It may, it, it may not be the, the, the interaction between the instructor now and, and the Zoom, which is a Zoom class. Yes. It may be more uh, off-field uh, off looking in yeah. and, and seeing what's going on and participating, you know. Because yeah. obviously the instructor would be dealing with the people who are in the room yeah. and wouldn't be facing a computer or, or a camera. And you yourself, um, Stephen, how did you start off in getting involved in all of this? Uh, or, or community. Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I've been involved uh, local, through, through local uh, resident association for maybe more years than I can remember, to tell you the truth. It's just Going always back, been a passion of yours. I've always been involved in community politics of some kind. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, uh, there Depending as as your, your own family, where your 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 focus may have been more, you know, when the kids were young, things get there and work on, and that is much time. But I always was involved with the local local community association and that there, and then progressed up into to the, uh, the consortium here, mm-hmm. which was which is an umbrella group of community associations in our especially in the west of the city, which is the neighbourhood in your area. Basically, that's, that's the boundaries. That's where that's where it's been through up, and they, I started to do a bit more work for for them, and eventually, I actually got the money to get some funding to actually pay, pay me to do, to do the work. So, uh, I've been lucky enough now to be to have our program funded by the big lottery, which unfortunately for us has now come to an end. But we will reapply you know, yeah. and, and, and and try and and, and try and. Keep, keep the program going yeah. and were you surprised when you got um i was yes the awards? i'm I was, sure you were delighted i was, um, I was. I, yes i'm sorry i, I, I was very it's, it's a great honor i have to admit now you know what i mean but uh, i was surprised i, I didn't expect it now yeah. that's to be truthful and uh I, I did find out that, that i had been nominated obviously you know what i mean and i was <laughs> what lies did you tell for that one? You know what I mean? It's, but, but it's the way it goes. You know, and uh, well, you're being definitely being modest now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I was, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised after that night. Yeah. Know, uh, well, I mean, you do great work here, and you know, you clearly helped an awful lot of people. You know, throughout your work in general, mm-hmm. but I mean, particularly this year. Well, particularly this you year. Know, that PP. I mean, who knows? You know how many lives have been saved oh, just through that alone. But what, what, I have to admit, it was also gratifying because we, whenever we put the call out and and the groups come together, and then, in, in you know, initially, you had, you had things like 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 vegetable producers who were left with because because where the lockdown started, who who were left with tons of produce that they couldn't get rid of. The hotels weren't allowed to take, or not allowed to take them, weren't taking them because they couldn't serve meals and things like that. There are restaurants, and that was our first. But that's how it takes, it takes people like you They too. give us that there, and we started delivering them out to people. Now, in that case, but that's sort of a perishable good. You were, you were giving it to anybody that you could, you know, rather than let them go, go to waste. You know, you've been in there, you were giving the pensioners, you are giving them to everybody. But it, but that became more organised yeah. as the lockdown came down. And we had, initially at the start, supply was a big, was a big issue. But fortunately for us, we had a man on, on our group who runs, who owns a, a, a store. Uh, he, he, I suppose I'll name him, uh, Benny O'Kane. And he, he, we, we were able to, to, 
to secure supplies through him and through his contacts and yeah. at cost price it was absolutely a, a gem you know at the time you know, yeah. about it. But it is definitely a huge community effort and you know it takes people like you to bring it all together because you know those that those perishable goods would be sitting there perished uh-huh. you know if it weren't for the you know quick thinking and putting it together yes. and you know That's, I mean, doing the, the groundwork the consortium is, itself provided that sort of a core you know yeah. nucleus to, to organize it but uh, and I, I'm always conscious of the fact that that I don't want to take credit for for it all because the people who come out and and, and offered like at one stage we I've been involved uh, in community politics for years right and volunteers are always an issue you, know, you, you do have you have great people come forward as volunteers but in this instance we had volunteer and we had more volunteers than we had roles for yeah and the group that i know of you sure heard volunteer now they I, I would work with them and they would they asked me did, did i did i need so from volunteers and i says no but i can give some to you you know which was a, a complete reversal of what would normally happen because we were because we went online as well and we had a uh, we had people we offered the people that they're but you know, they, they can actually register with us online so we had people registering, not just from Armagh, but from around the whole surrounding area. It just goes you know? to show, and you know, what people, the power of just oh, people. Yeah, and and end up I was talking to the girl I know, she's, she's from Volunteer now, and I said, I have so, they have so and so and so, so they're closer to Seigneury than they are to us, or they're closer to Katie or something there. You know, maybe they should be yeah. know, go, going, going to help them that, 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 than us. So yeah. it was the people who come, come who stepped up to the plate, no yeah. doubt about it, you know? Well, that's that might be true, and it is true. But um, it also takes you know people like you to, you know, bring it all together. And you know, you've done fantastic work for the community. So I want to just wish you a huge congratulations for your well-deserved award. Thanks very much. Okay, thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed uh, Bernie and Stephen's stories. Um, next time we'll be joined by Carer of the Year Philip Johnston, the winner of the Tourism and Hospitality Champion Award Leanne Gillespie and the winner of the Sports Person of the Year Gary McCoo. So I hope you join us then. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.